There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. A boy band Christmas sings into Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia on Friday night. I spoke to Drew Lachey of 98 Degrees, Eric Michael Estrada of O-Town, and Ryan Cabrera about their favorite holiday memories, the rise of boy bands in the late 90s and early 2000s, and why their former teen fans continue to follow their concerts today. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, take take turns uh, in introducing yourselves and you know and, and the group you sing with or, or solo or otherwise i am uh i am ryan cabrera of the boy band ryan cabrera <laughs> famous solo artist uh all right now drew uh drew lachey from 98 degrees also on the tour 98 degrees bandmates justin jeffrey and jeff timmons and last but not least eric michael estrada from the band o-town the group o-town we're not really a band i hate saying we're a band we're not a band we made the band but we didn't become a band we're a group you're a band <laughs> of brothers Thanks for joining us. You guys write your own music now, so you're, you're a band. You write your own music, you're a band. Oh. Yeah, okay. it counts. It counts. Joining us over your morning coffee and otherwise and everywhere you guys are, I really appreciate it. And, and we have to mention also this awesome uh, boy band super group is also going to include Jamie Jones from All for One, uh, who's not with us today. But it is that is an all-star lineup of, of some of the best groups that everyone remembers. And you're going to be coming to the Hollywood Casino Charlestown Races in West Virginia on Friday, December 16th. Um, we're calling it a boy band Christmas. So um, uh, I don't know who wants to take who wants to hop in there first. I mean, I guess, Ryan, tell us the, the idea. I mean, um, you're touring the country. And is it, yeah. is, is it all Christmas songs or is it any of the you just slipping any of the hits from your guys, uh, you know, other stuff? No. Well, two things. One, I just heard uh, all for one on a commercial a second ago, I swear. So shout out to <laughs> Jamie, Jamie right there. I literally just heard it right there. Um, so, just no, now it like, popped on. It literally was just on. I just heard it in the background. But uh, so this is like one of the most eclectic Christmas shows you're going to see because, you know, we're covering not only, you know, some Christmas songs that you wouldn't expect us to do, but everybody's kind of doing different renditions of their own hits. So you're going to get, you know, part of a 98 Degrees show with part of a No Town show with part of a Rockabrera show with part of an All for One show amongst, um, you know, some of the most incredible, you know, vocalists I've been, you know, uh, lucky enough to be able to sing with. You know, we just started rehearsal yesterday and I literally got cold chills just hearing all these guys sing together. <laughs> so for me, as a, as a Christmas lover, um, and, and Eric knows that uh, I love Christmas. I have a Christmas tree up year round. So this is like, you know, uh, a dream tour for me. <laughs> awesome and uh drew lachey uh what what do you what all, give us a sense of some of the chris the famous christmas songs that we might hear on this i don't want to spoil the whole set list but you know give me something from my from a radio pieces here yeah i mean I, I think for us we wanted to make sure that it that it was uh an eclectic show you know there's you know ebbs and flows and highs and lows so we have some of your more current 
um, you know, Christmas songs that people are used to hearing on the radio. And then we have some more classic standards that everybody, you know, grew up loving. So it, it is a wide variety of music. Um, and it's also delivered in a, a wide variety of ways. You know, some of it might be a little more acoustic. Some of it might be just straight piano. Some of it might be more produced heavily uh, tracks. So it is, a, it is definitely a, a variety of, of music. Could you throw out a song title or two? You know, you mentioned some of the it's newer and some classics, but do you, you know, give us a, a teaser. Oh yeah. I mean, we got a, uh, you know, you'll turn on the radio station around Christmas time. You can't help but hear that Mariah Carey all I want for Christmas. So, you know, you got to throw that one in there, but you know, you also got some classics, you know, your silent night and run, run Rudolph, things like that. So, um, you know, you throw that in there with a little, I do a little all or nothing, a little on the way down. You got a you got a, a pretty dope show. Oh don't forget yeah. oh don't forget Oh Holy Night, which is a song that we all recorded together actually right before we started this tour, which hit radio last week and it's actually doing pretty well. So uh, we can't wait to go and do that live too. Oh Holy Night is actually one of my favorite renditions, aside from the fact that we're singing it. <laughs> um, I'm glad. Thanks for jumping in and mention. I'm glad you mentioned that because that you know it's really hard to pick favorite Christmas carols, but Oh Holy Night might be my favorite. I mean that one, the the way the it kicks in and you belt it, it's really great. Um, so uh, someone, uh, which one of you wants to take? I want to know about sort of how. Um, I mean you all are coming up around the same time, but how did you? form this whole christmas show like you know like obviously you're probably friends and acquaintances way back for gosh i don't know 20 some years now probably but um how the idea to do a christmas tour together come about well i i know drew can touch on this um last year i had the privilege of pitching a television show to abc which is a very boy band holiday and i remember seeing that <laughs> And that ended up getting picked up and, and we did it. We, we all were involved. Obviously, Ryan wasn't involved. Jamie wasn't involved, but <clears throat> we did that and, and it was so much fun. And then this year, I know Drew and the guys from 98 Degrees had some routed dates um, in the books already. And they were sort of wanting to like create uh, a different vibe to the show. And it just happened to be around this Christmas time. And I know Jeff had mentioned, hey, why don't we just... Uh, why don't we just do the thing we did last year and just do it live? And it just made sense. Awesome. Ryan, what was it like doing the ABC special? Where, and remind, repaint a picture for because we're going to be. I didn't do that special. You I weren't there for special. that? All right. Well, no, Drew. I'm, I'm new. I'm yes. new. You're the new yeah. kid on the block. No, yeah. that's, a different, that's a different They band. were there. Yeah. Different band, different group. <laughs> Drew, what was it? What was like doing that? He was show? there. From what I remember, it was like where you guys, it was like a cozy fireplace setting, like couches and stuff, I think. Um, but what any good stories, either when the cameras were rolling or, or actually even better when, when they cut, were you guys cutting up behind the scenes and singing songs uh, in, in between the breaks or what? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, it was, um, you know, a, a great group of people. You know, we had Joey and Chris from NSYNC and, and you know, Wanya and Sean from Boys to Men and Joey from like a ton of people were there. Uh, and for us, we had all kind of toured at different times, different points with each other. But, you know, on tour, it's pretty hectic. You don't really get to like chill and hang out and you just kind of like cut back a little bit. So it was a lot of fun. And it was like you said, it was around the fireplace and it was cozy. But then you hear, you know, Wanye over here just singing some song that literally, I mean, I couldn't sing those notes ever <laughs> if my life depended on it. And he's just like riffing it up a storm. Like it's his voice is him. ridiculous. It's it's insane. <laughs> and then Bobby Brown walks in and you're like, oh, my product, don't be cruel. Those are like songs that like <laughs> those were very, very important to me growing up. So it was it was a lot of fun. And also, um, you know, pretty, pretty special to be 
sharing the sharing the stage uh, with people that you grew up idolizing and respecting. And, and you know, like we've toured with O-Town, we toured with Ryan in the past. So we have a, we already have a chemistry. We already know kind of how each other works. And, you know, so it's going to be a lot of fun going out and doing it this time. And a follow up with with Drew while, while we're at it. Uh, of course, you know, you and your brother, Nick Lachey, both in 98 degrees. I want to know what what was Christmas is like the, together as brothers, you know, growing up, you know, it was it always a big deal around the tree. Did you, you know, get new PJs every Christmas Eve? Did, was there a Christmas movie you watched? There? I want to know what the tradition was in the Lachey family. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, you know, we grew up in a, you know, the brother is pretty much like every big gift you get is split between the two of you. It's like, oh, well, we got the basketball hoop for you guys to share. Uh, you know, <laughs> dude, I'm always, a twin, so I get yeah. it. I get yeah. it. <laughs> so, uh, it was a lot of that, but you know, the the main uh, holiday tradition we had was like the midnight Christmas Eve service. Our grandparents would take us right. to church with them. Um, you know, and and I think that's a big part of what everybody loves about the holidays is the nostalgia, the memories that takes them back. Um, you know, Nick Nick was always, you know you know, being a pain in the butt, like normal, you know? So yeah, there were always like the Christmas Eve fights and the Christmas were like, Oh, you, Oh man, you got something I didn't get. And so, um, normal brother stuff, but, uh, yeah, the nostalgia and the, the memories, that's, that's what, that's what the holidays are about. How about you, Ryan Cabrera? Was Christmas a big deal for you growing up too? What, what were some of your family traditions? Um, I mean, our really only tradition is a Colombian, uh, breakfast feast. Oh, so I'm, right. half, I'm half Colombian, which is where the Cabrera comes from. Sure. So my grandma was always, she would always cook a uh, Christmas breakfast, which was my favorite, which was arepas, empanadas, patacones, uh, uh, all these Colombian foods. So now my mother uh, learned my grandmother's recipes. Now our tradition is every morning, Colombian feast, Colombian cola. Um, so we get to carry that on now that, you know, um, uh, my grandmother's passed. So that to me, you know, is, is the food and like the breakfast and the family. And then of course, after that, you know, at this point I have nieces and nephews, so they just want to get into the gifts. <laughs> That's the Oh, and lottery <laughs> tickets. Lottery tickets is our tradition too. I can't wait for those scratch offs. I'm ready. Is that again, well, <laughs> the perfect stocking stuffer? You know what I mean? Or, or yeah. what, or is it like a big present and then you unwrap it and it's another box, another box all the way. And then you're like a lottery ticket. <laughs> uh, no, we, I, we come to expect the lottery tickets. That's the first thing we look for. Awesome. Did you ever win on a Christmas morning scratch? Uh, I have one, but now my, my nephew likes to, he cheats. So he'll go and scratch them all off until he wins. And then he'll move the other ones into our stockings. Um, so at this point I don't get to win anymore. Yeah. When you Are open you your, when you open your stocking and it's already scratched off and there's yeah, like, they, oh, Canyon's I, got seven winners and we, we all lost. <laughs> what the hell, Santa? Uh, yeah. You always give him the good one. Uh, oh, awesome. All right. Well, how about you, Eric Michael Estrada, lead vocalist of O-Town? Uh, what, what was your Christmas tradition? Did you have any as a family? I love hearing all three of my names at once. It's just really funny. <laughs> um, um, a tradition. Yeah. The tradition is, um, where are my gifts? I need them now. Um, no, not re <laughs> we, we really don't have like a lot of tradition. Um, yeah. I think now, uh, I, there's not a lot of children in, in my family. I think, you know, Christmas is about the kids. Um, it was a lot more involved when I was younger. Um, but now I like to cook. So as much as I can cook now and be involved in the cooking process, that's the new tradition. Um, you know, I, I like to make empanadas. I, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. Let's so I go. like to, I, I like to do like I like to be involved now on that on that level. Um, but, you know, that's that's pretty much it. There's not a huge amount of tradition. I think that's it. <laughs> Food. 
I'm hearing a lot of food scratch yeah. off. A lot of food. A lot of food. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny because I never really heard that story about Ryan. Um, <laughs> I, and you know, me and Ryan, we have that we have a new Christmas song out too. Um, spend it with you. Uh, and I I feel like we should do like a Spanish remix of Spend It With You now, Ryan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. See, we're just sparking ideas, talking about lottery tickets and Christmas traditions. I, yeah. you, have, you have to do that and do it now. You have to do it. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, awesome. Well, uh, let's let's get into some. Uh, um, I would love to. I know we've we've hit the Christmas thing pretty hard, but I'd love to hear at least a memory or two of of the of, you know, of your actual boy band days or, or solo days in Ryan's case. Um, uh, Drew, what was it like in those 98 degrees days? You know, I'm trying to gosh, the hardest thing I do cherish you uh, this gift. Oh, this gift. There you go. That was a Christmas. That was a Christmas song. Yeah. Uh, because of you, Invisible Man, I think was the first one. But man, I, I, I just grew we grew a bunch of us grew up, you know, with your song. We, you know, in the teen club, you know, chaperone dancing six feet away or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for being the soundtrack of our life. But um, what was it like? I guess what had Backstreet Boys and NSYNC come out slightly before? Or was it all around the same time? Uh, so us and Backstreet came out pretty much like a month with, within each other. Right, um, right. You know, so Invisible Man and I think Quit Playing Games came out around the same time. Um, and then they had a second single and our label went through a, a flip. So they went on one path and we went to a path of, oh, my God, I hope we don't lose our record deal. Um, <laughs> you know, so it was a different path, but we kind of came out at the same time. And then NSYNC was a little further down the road. And then, um, you know, O-Town was right after them as well. So, yeah. um, you know, so for for us, you know, we're four four guys from Ohio. So getting this opportunity to, to be signed to Motown Records and, you know, be on a label with, you know, all of our idols, Boys to Men and Stevie Wonder and all this stuff was was, you know, a dream come true for us. But the fact that you're saying that, you know, the soundtrack of people's, you know, junior high dance. I mean, it was the soundtrack to our lives, too. You know, True, I yeah. mean, we were we were growing up at that same time. And True. I think when we look back, we, um, you know, one thing we wish we would have done a little differently is, you know, take a little bit of a step back and take the time to enjoy it a little bit more. Smell the roses, appreciate the moments. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're very blue collar in the way we look at things. We work real hard and we're, you know, we're grinding. And um, I think just to, to have that perspective of, you know, this might not last forever. Enjoy it while you have it and, and appreciate all these, all these wonderful moments. Um, you know, but we, we've been fortunate to have a lot of them. That's a good point. You were growing up at the same time. And I think that's why so many fans forged a connection with you as artists too, because it was like, we were all growing up together at the same time, talking about dating relationships, things that people that age go through. Um, how about, I'm going to try to move a little chronologically. So, so 98 degrees, I guess it was like 97 or something that I believe might've been the first hit. And then, yep. so then what, let's toss to O-Town next. Cause I think liquid dreams was like 2000 all or nothing was probably the really big one or Oh one. We fit together all that stuff, um, off that title album. Um, uh, what, you know, what, what, what do you remember of those days, Eric? And do you want me to say Eric or Eric Michael? Australian? Cause you said oh, the no, three no, name thing cool. through you earlier. No, 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 it's cool. No, it's fine. It's fine. I, was, I don't even know. Uh, some 
<laughs> what would, so it as changes. A, it changes. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes exactly. Eric Michael, sometimes just Eric. All right, all right. Sometimes well, whatever you want, however me. you want to say, Eric. Uh, well, so Drew, you know, Drew was just mentioned about how you know ninety eight degrees was sort of right after Backstreet Boys, and then InSync was coming. What was O Town like coming? I guess after all three of those groups were established, were you like, we got to get in on this? This is hot, or how did, or did it come together organically? Oh well, th- that timeline when they came out, I was actually just graduating high school, so junior high, junior senior year, I was still in high school listening. But you were to dancing guys. to that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was coming home at four o'clock in the, in the afternoon and watching TRL and these guys are up there. Right. Um, and then um, because of their success, because of Instinct's success, because of Lou Perlman's success back then, that's when MTV and Lou Perlman put together Making the Band. And then that's when uh, we were formulated on the show. And I, I heard about an audition and I was like, well, I need to do that. And so I went out to an audition in Orlando and uh, I, came, I came back home and my life was never the same. Um, the, the timeline changed from that point on. But it was for us, like we sort of felt like the, the younger brother uh, sort of looking up at our older brothers who've had like a lot of success, you know, yeah. and the sort of living up to that standard. And, and that was the standard that we sort of held for ourselves. We had Backstreet Boys going, you know, triple diamond or whatever they did and like instinct doing selling more copies than anyone else. And like, you know, as a, as a younger brother in the same sort of household, you're like, how do we even get to that? How do we even achieve that? That seems like so unreachable. Um, but then we just started just sort of galvanizing with our, with ourselves and saying, we just want to win and whatever we need to do to win and, and have success and be happy with what we do. And our story and our timeline was different because of making the band. Um, but then, you know, being signed to Clive Davis was a huge, a huge um, accomplishment for us. Uh, we got turned down by every other label. And so the idea of being signed by Clive and being able to get um, just learning from him and learning from that process, that was uh, <clears throat> that was indescribable, actually. And it, it's still a lot of those lessons stay with me till today. Awesome. I totally thank you for reminding me. I completely forgot that O-Town started on making the band. I, 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 and I even watched one. that. I even watched that damn show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It was the first one. It was the All first right. it was the first music the first music series like on primetime so like the right. voice and american idol and all those guys came after us right absolutely well thanks for thanks for all that good trivia um all right and then uh last but not least ryan cabrera i guess if, if i'm moving chronologically we had 98 degrees and then o-town and then uh ryan cabrera i know you're you big uh your big what was it like guess 2001 was elm street but then um oh my now- god yeah that's before yeah, 2004 right. was uh, the first record, Take It All Away, and then On The Way Down was the first single off that, 2004, and then around 2005 was True. Yeah, On The Way Down was such a, a huge hit. Memories of, of just how much that song changed your life? Uh, it was, well, you know, I was always just a, a dude with a guitar. You know, at that point, singer-songwriters weren't really, like, the you know, the most popular thing in the world. It was it was boy bands. Um, so, you know, going around trying to get a record deal was tough. I didn't even have a pair of shoes i was in you know record label meetings with a pair of flip-flops um <laughs> just try try to get a deal with a guitar and everybody being like yeah that's not the thing but then it's not the thing until it is the thing so i got uh, very very lucky and then you know i think uh the mid-2000s was it was a really fun time for music because it was you know uh a lot of a lot of i mean obviously the you know, the boy band time was you know such a good time and then there was like a nice like 2000s time and i think that's why this tour is working so well is because of you know us being all together is because people are starting to realize how good 
that time period, you know, right. late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. mid 2000s, the songs were. Um, and this show kind of showcases that. And like, you know, it started with the My 2K tour. Um, and it was just every song was unique. And, and uh, it was just fun. You know, I, you know, it was a great time for music. And I was glad to be a part of a time that uh, you actually had to uh, get discovered. You know, it wasn't right. as simple as, you know, just throwing a video on the Internet and, you know, getting a bunch of views and um, right. not that there's anything wrong with that, but it was, there's something cool about, you know, grinding, like Drew said, and getting discovered that way in a world that didn't have the technology it did. So I just very, I think it was just cool to be a part of that. Absolutely. And now I it's all coming full circle and we're bringing it all back. We're still doing those hits today and yeah. new ones. Yeah, I love how you just broke that down and and like the the different eras of and how music evolved and you know it was so huge there in in late nineties early two thousands the time we're all talking about it was like the boy band era you couldn't turn on TRL and then and then it almost went away I mean you had like the Eminem you know all you boy groups and girl groups annoy me I've been saying you're to destroy you and then and then you're like what the hell okay. it went away and then but then boom all you are back I mean you are back and, and people are rediscovering the music and uh, I, I guess it's a little nostalgia in there too but you also to your point Ryan everyone's remembering how just how catchy and, and, and heartfelt those songs were um, anyone yeah. want to as we in final seconds anyone want to sort of address that of, of why why did boy bands sort of they were passe and, and not passe and now they're back again <laughs> well I think, I mean, I think music right. in general music in general is cyclical I mean whether yeah. it's you know rock goes hip hop goes you know it, it all goes in, in rotation so you know if it's popular one day it's going to go away but guess what it's going to come back um, you know, I think that's just the, the way people, people view music. It's just there, you know, and I think pop now has become more R and B and more urban. And so yeah. now there's also just like a melding of the styles, um, you know, so where it's not really genre defined genre, genre specific. Right. I think it's just a good song is a good song, regardless of what genre it's under. So and that's it. being said, Drew, like the idea is like, there was a lot of boy bands that came out during that time. There are a few boy bands that had really great songs. And I right. think the ones that have the really great songs are the ones that are sort of still doing what we're doing, yeah. still on yeah. tour. And it's the power of those songs that, that are timeless and allow us to do what we do. Another thing is that our fan base was really young back then. And I think that's right. what makes this time even far more gratifying is that back then I was singing to a bunch of like 12 and 13 year olds, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and there was like a, there was an age gap. I was 20, 20 years old, you know, but now like. You're singing I'm liquid dreams sing to a bunch of 12 year olds. Right. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> they don't even sense. know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, they I mean, they figured it out later in life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, cool now, we're, now we're singing to adults, you know, and I'm like yeah. singing to people who can feel your music and understand. And they probably the bring their kids too now, That's right? Yeah, they bring yeah. their kids and they think this is new. They're like, oh my God, I love their, you know, that all or nothing song is so good. Like that's 12 years old, you know, or whatever it is. And so it's cool to 20, watch like the resurgence of, of, yeah, the fans getting older and then bringing their kids and them now discovering 98 Degrees all for one at O-Town and Ryan. You know, it's, it's a really fun thing to watch in the crowd. Absolutely. It's something for everybody. Absolutely. Well, definitely everyone come check out the tour, A Boy Band Christmas at Hollywood Casino. Um, it's going to be an awesome show on December 16th out there in Charlestown. So, hey, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Appreciate thank thank you. Thank you. All right. Be well. See ya. All right. Thank you, Jason. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
Explain your DNA on, on 10 cases, man. You're inside the police interrogation room with the alleged Potomac River rapist. I'm not guilty on any of this stuff. So calm, so reasonable. Could this be the man who terrorized women for nine years before murdering a brilliant scientist two decades ago? Experience one of the most fascinating true crime podcasts available. Join crime reporter Paul Wagner for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare series. Search American Nightmare Podcast on all podcast platforms. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.